0: welcome to frock Flicks, the historical costume movie and TV podcast and blog. I'm Tristan L. Bass, your host, and I'm here with our original Broadway recording cast. Sarah Lorraine. Kendra Van Cleve. And we are continuing our series of podcasts on The Great, Hulu's 2020 series that is a comedic look at Catherine the Great and the court of Peter the Not-So-Great. Uh, we are at episode seven and eight, so we're barreling towards the finish of season one, because we're pretty sure there's going to be a season two. So, um, let's dive in. Who wants to start?
1: Crickets? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess I'll start, um, still enjoying the show, uh, it's, it's witty and ridiculous, um. The I think maybe if we haven't had a a real trigger warning, content warning uh, in previous episodes of this podcast, maybe we should reiterate it, like the animal cruelty aspect of this shit is, it's a thing in the show uh, to be awful to animals. So if you are watching and you're sensitive to that sort of thing, uh, episode, I believe it's eight, um, is going to be a, you know difficult a little difficult just trying to be cognizant
2: of that now i'm trying to remember which critters got
1: in this uh episode eight it was the bird he uh grigor shots shoots the bird and then delivers it to peter and it's weird but it's a very sad little dead bird (laughs) well there's also cruelty to serfs oh yeah episode
0: seven there is shooting a frog out of a Mm. uh, gun
2: yeah i felt bad for the frog again i know it's all fictional but yeah
1: it's it's funny that how we you know a lot of myself i don't know if you guys are the same way but like cruelty to other human beings i'm a little bit easy i can deal with that as long as it's not like babies and children you know that shit is fucked up but you know other adults fair game whatever uh but like animals and small children it's hard it's getting it's it's getting kind of to the point in the show where they really just are like Peter has no um, emotional capacity for empathy or sympathy or anything, and that makes it easier for us to hate him when he's inevitably murdered, because <laughs> there's no spoilers in history. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's still a difficult watch, because it's really every single episode It's in your face with you know, Peter disrespecting some life form.
2: I do like the tone, the, the, I don't know what you, if it's dry comedy or what it is where they'll have back and forth where he'll be like, Oh, there was that time I was thinking about killing you. And she's like, Oh yeah, I, I knew. And, but you know, no big deal. And I, I, that kind of humor I find amusing. So, um, agreed on the animal stuff though.
0: So that's um, kind of the way I guess episode seven rolls out is it starts where, um peter's or rather some of the the quote improvements uh in court that Catherine has been suggesting peter is is kind of like doing but in his own kind of stupid clueless way with art and science and the science is kind of gruesome um and the art is he doesn't get it but he's playing along um and having his own weird interpretations of it Uh, and, and you're getting this, that's where a lot of the relationship, uh, between Peter and Catherine seems to be, uh, uh, going in this kind of humorous way where she's, he's kind of warming up to her in his own quirky little dry way. And she's kind of humoring him because of course, you know, she wants to overthrow him. Um, but at the same time, he is trying out her ideas, uh, and in that, also, in episode seven, that starts to backfire. In episode eight, that actually uh, goes well, goes better for Catherine.
2: Right, with the whole diplomatic thing with the King of Sweden.
0: Yeah, it's very much, you know, two steps forward, one step back, that sort of thing. It kind of, kind of keep going back and forth. So, you know, you don't know exactly how it's going to end up at the end of the season.
2: Right. And I know the whole thing is played for comedy, but actually her her whole attempts to influence Peter that is the, the traditional way that a, a consort, and particularly a female consort, would have influence. So, I mean, in some ways I'm glad that they're, they're playing that out, just so we have that to compare with. If, I mean, if she just went and killed him, I think for modern viewers, that would be a little harder to understand. Uh, and yeah, a lot of the science was gruesome, agreed. Um, Costume-wise, uh, Catherine spends a lot of time in that, um, what is it, episode seven? Thank you. Episode seven in that yellow dress um, with a sort of pinkish sash, which once again, the fit was so lovely. It's the exact same style as all of her other dresses, we'll note. Yes. Um, although she then popped into the the green dress with the inner, unfortunate boning for a little while in the back lacing. Um, her hair, though, was half down through the whole thing. And I think, again, they were trying to show... You know, she's trying to seem more fun and uh, accessible to Peter, um, but I got sick of looking at the hair down and back. That annoyed me. I feel
0: like the, the, they lost the hairdresser half through halfway through the the season. I, I mean, it, it's what it looks like, honestly, and and especially in when you see all of the the ladies in court wearing these oh, increasingly bad, not increasingly, but noticeably bad wigs, and then. Because at first the wigs were a joke, which cool. Go for you know actually making a point of them being something, and now they're just ugly. You know they're 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 not. They look like uh, well, they're just so clunky. They're just really heavy and clunky, and they have this front part that it's it's not it's it's okay. It is I would guess it, it does fall in the category of face eating wig. Because it is too big in the front, but the way it's big, it reminds me of a 1950s pompadour, where it's really kind of bulbous over the 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 um, forehead, and and it just it's unattractive, and it it. I, you know if okay you can stretch and say well, they're making the point of the, the court ladies look ridiculous but they don't look ridiculous like when they were wearing the wigs backward and funny and purposely funny like it was a real joke joke now they just kind of look half-assed which oh
2: come on. I mean, make it a real joke or don't make it a real joke just yeah the big change to me was the hair and I agree with Tristan that they're 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 losing me with uh I mean it's still pretty they've still got some interesting roles going on but it's not quite the the real tête de mouton and the again the back down is annoying me but that's you know that's my existence
1: all right so one of the things that um I know we mentioned uh back I think in our first podcast and but it's been a while so maybe we should mention it again just For the heck of it is uh that the costume designer for the episode there for these episodes is different than the one who did the very first episode that was holly waddington who's known for um atonement like i think that's her her big big feature film um and the other is emma fryer and she did uh She worked on Shakespeare and Love, but she's also been costume designer for other things like uh, Lucy Worsley's Six Wives of Henry VIII uh, TV series and uh, several other interesting shows um, that, you know, kind of period type shows. So it's just an interesting feature um, of, of how, you know, the costume design process has changed a little bit. But I think overall, like the cohesion, though, between the two costumers has been pretty consistent.
0: I want to go, go back to the to episode seven. Cause there was one other outfit that I thought was really gorgeous, which is um, Peter's new suit. I think he had a couple, but the one that um, impressed me was that uh, it was really, it's really pale kind of a blue green sort of color. And it's a totally modern fabric. Again, that's what they've been doing the whole series um, using these really modern fabrics, but in a period cut. And um it's and it looks much like the blue velvet suit. It's one of it's somebody you know, whoever's picking the colors and everything for him knows what looks good on Nicholas Holt. Um, I'm beginning to really like him. I mean, I like him. He's a good actor, you know, for what the few things he's done. He's a good actor, and somebody is just picking the fabrics and color schemes that work really well on him. This this pale blue with it. It's got little bits of brown in it and they paired it with a brown cravat. Um, The color scheme is beautiful and of course it's beautifully made, beautifully fitted on him. Again, not period materials but the period cut and everything and it's just gorgeous.
1: I, I noticed too that a lot of Peter's suits are kind of different colorways of the same fabric or very similar fabric and I think that was one of them too. He has like a brown or gold that's got a very similar pattern to it and in an earlier episode and then in the in episode eight He has a gray version that he wears that's also very similar and I'm starting to notice I'm, I'm looking at it because I think we called out the brown uh, Suit or the gold goldish brown suit uh, in a previous podcast about looking like it was kind of um, Leopard yeah, like a leopard yeah. skin kind of a look well I'm starting to think of it more in terms of like snake skin especially with the gray that comes up the the white one or the the pale green blue white it's hard to tell really color uh in episode seven and then the very similar um print that's used in episode eight that's more gray starting to look more snaky to me so i'm wondering if that's i mean i'm sure that's intentional yeah
0: yeah they're i mean they're they're using i mean this is the, this is a way that it's something that you know you know, modern, I mean, modern people can do. It's a great, it's a great tip. You know, you can't always, if, if you're going to go off, off script, as it were, you know, historically, if you're going to just use historical fashion styles and use modern fabrics, these are great ways to do it because, um, you're going with, you got the thematic cohesion, you've got uh, great color stories and it looks beautiful. looks attractive. It looks, you know, thematic and represents in for, for the character and all that it's a great way to do it for stage it's a great way to do it for personally like if you if you just want to make something um you know that's a way to do it as, a, as opposed to just like well i'm going to grab this random day thing uh, which you know can be fun but if you want to get a, a something that kind of has a feel of the historical style but uses maybe something you can find more easily or that it will have just you know something that's a particular tells a story or has more personality that fits you I mean, this, this series continues to rock
2: that there were some really gorgeous fabrics in episode eight in particular um the the brief uh evening conversation that um Catherine has with the general she wears this amazing green damask um and uh oh, just glowed in the firelight and then um Leo had another green damask coat that I just I was dying over the fabric it was so beautiful and then I liked uh, the fur trimmed, all the fur trimmed outerwear in the in episode eight when during the bromance. I wish we could have
0: seen that dress of Kathy's in the in the daytime, that dark one, because you just get a little glimpses of the firelight. It's beautiful in the firelight, but <laughs> I want a promo pic where it's
2: all in in well lit because <laughs> it was beautiful. Hopefully, it'll come back. Um, uh, we also have uh, Catherine getting oral sex from from her husband. Uh, Again, in his way, trying to make an effort. And then Leo getting sad about it. Uh, An auntie (laughs) who's ready to go down on anybody or be gone down on. I want
1: to just point out that Leo is just begging to get himself murdered. Like, really, really murdered. Everything that guy is doing. From just moping around being really, like, emo the last, like, two episodes we've watched because Catherine is... No longer got time for him because she 's trying to overthrow her husband um, and it just reached peak annoying levels for me, but also like you continue to do this you're definitely asking for a parachute demonstration minus the parachute so i every episode i'm just like, when are they gonna literally like kill Leo because he's just doing some dumb fucking thing
0: <laughs> I, I was really sick of him after these two
1: episodes, and like.
0: At the very end, when Mariel shows him the plans, I'm like, he's not worth it. Don't even. He's an idiot. Just fucking slit his throat. Who gives a shit? <laughs> uh, he's no no, no lay is worth that. He's such a, just a
2: dweeb. But there um, you just, go. There's a smart, powerful woman who's slown down and uh, hampered by loving, a, you know, a sweet but useless guy. my eyes can't roll back far enough in my head (laughs) really
0: can't um let's see any other costume notes because they're better than fucking leo um uh, the swedes i mean the swedes were were, they were literally the opposite or the mirror image of the russians with with their pale um pale coats and pale everything but in fur you know still in fur because we're all cold of course sweden um and, I um, thought Mrs.
2: Okay. Sweden was a little, which is my new name for her, the queen. I thought her her outfit was a little chintzy, um, but fine. Um, and again, her wig, a little chintzy. But again, it was the same style as the court was wearing. I have to admit, I found the bromance hilarious to watch them be like, dude, you too? You're me too. And um, I mean, I would have wanted to murder them both if I was actually there in person. But as entertainment, it was funny. Agreed. And then watching Catherine finally figure out, or not finally, but have her moment of statecraft where she finds a solution that works for everybody was good. You get to kind of see, you know, and I did like the bits where she was, where I can't remember. I think Leo, somebody asked her what she was doing and she says, leading. Maybe it was to Orlov. I can't remember.
0: I think it was Orlov. Yeah. I like her, why doesn't she fuck him? I mean, I know he we, we've been through that, but still, I mean, she should fuck him historically, but
1: uh, he's cute and funny and smart and dweeby in a good way. I'm hoping that the series is eventually going to connect them romantically yeah. because I know historically, they were a huge item in the real world. Um, he was definitely integral to her bedroom politics as well <laughs> as her <laughs> overthrowing of Peter um i'm also still like curious when's potemkin gonna come in because potemkin actually had a huge huge thing to do as well with um with the overthrow of peter and the coup and all that stuff um and i just coming off of having just watched the uh, Catherine the great with helen mirin where they also really just tweak weirdly with the timeline um i'm i'm still waiting for some like timeline cohesion to actually happen in this in this series and maybe that's expecting too much uh but orlov actually cracks me up a lot because after in episode seven where he gets you know kind of ends up in the middle of the woods with a swedish sol- soldier that's got a couple of russian soldiers held hostage and now he has to like beat the shit out and kill, you know, this swedish guy and he does it and then in the in the process of it his glasses get broken but he never wears his glasses again after this and i'm just like oh it's like the hot girl trope you know the take her glasses off and now she's suddenly hot and <laughs> i keep going <waiting>, like <laughs> i know now now he drinks too (laughs) (laughs) he's just i i actually really kind of enjoy the way that they've they've created the character of orlov in the show but it's still like the real orlov was just an unmitigated asshole badass so you know like i i'm not buying the bookish nerdy trope and then he turns into this Badass warrior
2: who's seen the world suddenly. <laughs> I don't get it. I also love the whole. On the one hand, of course, it would be massive, especially for someone like him to kill somebody. On the other, you don't know what I know. I've seen the depths, it's the drama of it all. Oh, calm down. He's on he's a still, journey. He's still a little dweeb, though. <laughs> yeah, he is still dweeby, but he's cute. Oh, he's great. He's, yeah. he's the best. I love him. Uh, we haven't discussed the hoodies and the running outfit. Oh, No!
0: Because they suck! Jesus, this is what, now apparently it's what every Russian male at court, when they have their moments of, of like, I need to go in the woods and think, and run, weirdly, they wear this fucking, now it's the court tracksuit thing. Oh. They're all joggers oh. for
1: any reason. I don't
2: understand, was- I'm like, I'm gonna go for a jog in my tracksuit, like, come on. Oh, it's so <laughs> shitty! And the whole like the asymmetrical uh, closure and the fact that they're not wearing shirts underneath it. I I think the asymmetrical
1: closure is kind of there's some Russian type garments that do have that asymmetrical closure on it that, you know, go way, 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 way back. And, you know, to like the eighth, ninth century. That's the whole Ottoman influence yeah so i'm thinking there's i'm gonna give them credit for you know maybe this is not intentional but if it is intentional i'm giving them credit for it that that's a reference to that but also it's a fucking hoodie (laughs) like really
0: (laughs) so it's all like knit material and it has the fuck oh and, and, and sometimes you can see when the the tunic kind of flops up or something the pants are kind of made at least they have a sort of a the top looks like it's supposed to be kind of 18th century breeches with the like double b- rows of buttons, and and it's like that track pants with a a butt, with a flat fall front front breeches. Like, oh, it's just so gross. It just it makes me gag. I cannot stand it. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's I'm sure somebody thought it was hilarious. Maybe some of you out there think it's hilarious, like, it's a mashup, it's wacky. Uh, Makes me puke.
2: They are so douchey. They are so douchey. I think it makes sense, again, I said this last time, it makes sense with the costume design direction, because again, these are douchey bros, and they are trying to do some modern mashups. I think the one other character thing that was interesting to me is whatever, the looming crisis between Georgina and her husband, and and all of that and i'm wondering if maybe they're going to get involved in the coup um but clearly you know the the two of them are no longer on the same page in terms of how to curry favor with uh that's for sure
0: yeah i wonder if uh they'll kind of split up i mean you know she just wants to uh fuck her way to success and um her husband is kind of not too super happy about that because, you know, of course, he was the one who poisoned the king or the, the emperor, uh, I, and you know, he
1: kinda I don't understand it. like from a character a character standpoint with Grigor being you know super but hurt about the fact that his best friend, like the emperor, is fucking his wife. I'm also looking at it from the standpoint of you realize this is your meal ticket, right? <laughs> And now he's just conflicted and once, you know, I guess, you know, okay, so he actually loves her, I think, maybe, I don't know, but they've never done any sort of real character development to convince me that he actually really loves her other than that he's jealous now, even though this has been a precedent for several years, that suddenly he's getting jealous about the relationship
2: between Peter and George and I just, nah. Well, they did do some moments where like the two of them wanted to go off to their country estates and it was, to me, it actually did sort of establish that they were way into each other and sort of putting up with the emperor because they basically had to. And I think it does, could make, it makes sense to me to be like, you know, I'm I'm young and dumb and this is okay and wow, this is getting increasingly not okay and now I'm really not okay with it. Um, uh, so, you know, I can see that. And and also the idea that, well, okay, the Emperor now has his
0: own wife and he's gotta pop off some heirs and shit, and maybe he can leave my wife alone, you know, maybe kinda sorta. I don't know. Um, I mean you know, I, I think one of the things that the series is doing in a very odd way is playing with the ideas of um jealousy and romantic entanglements and trying to kind of have some of the like it's it's throwing those out there um like who's 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 jealous of who in a very it's sometimes in a a kind of cliched soap opera way and sometimes not you know like leo being all jealous about even though he's his role is literally just to be the the fuck toy um he's literally brought in there to be the fuck toy for for the empress um you know he knows that they're married and he's just there to, for the occasional fuck, that's it, you know, that's, but now he's all like, oh, I haven't love her, I'm like, she's, she's fucking the, the, her husband, oh, I have a sad, uh, and then this other little threesome that had been apparently going on for ages, um, and, and you know, one part of it is kind of like, uh, has issues suddenly, you know, so there's, they're, they're playing with that and it's not, I don't think it's very well thought out, but they're just kind of tweaking each, each corner of it uh, occasionally for plot reasons. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't.
2: Best thing of these two episodes was the Chernobyl Children's Choir. <laughs> yeah, they positively glow. <laughs> I had a good cackle
1: over that one. Yeah. It was a nice throwaway joke that I, uh, you know, keep your eyes peeled for. It's
2: in episode eight, so it's pretty funny. And I thought Peter had some good uh, dressing gowns. Thought they were nicely made, and you know, had good sweep and good fabrics and all of that. I do like the fact that the
1: show does not kind of skimp on the amount of fabric. Um, so you do get on the principal characters a lot of, a lot of fabric used in their in their outfits,
2: which is great. Except again, Catherine wears an attempt at court dress that's the skimpiest thing with those sheer sleeves. It's that. Oh thing. yeah, that's yeah. We should talk about that too. Yeah.
0: It's that same old. It's repeated from that previous sentence. I don't care
2: it needs more. It needs more. oomph.
0: It's still shitty. It's a, it's the same shitty we've already discussed.
2: I don't remember it being in another episode but whatever. It was
0: it was the episode where Peter does the speech. He's wearing yeah. the blue velvet. She had a cape with it. Before. Oh right
1: now. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and and I'm looking at promo photos and she actually wears it again in a future episode too. So, yeah. Right. It's like
0: her fancy gown.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a weird court costume and it's it's got some weird action going on at the waistline that I tried to get, you know, better shots of and I couldn't really make out what it was. Like if it was a ruffle or there were pockets or what. It, it's overall, it's just a weird, weird outfit. but <laughs> I think mean, it's pretty. Yeah, it's not that pretty. Elle Fanning is wearing it and she's just a little porcelain doll of beauty. So I don't know, whatever she wears is fabulous. Um,
2: I did think the... the fur coat, again, in particular, the, um, the blue one that was really fitted um, that Catherine wears that also had tassels was again, so great. And so um, Eastern European um, in the 18th century sense, they were all about these sort of Ottoman inspired coats with fur trimmings. Um, and it just it, as always fit her well. But again, the, both the fur and the tassels really made me happy.
1: Do we want to talk a little bit about George's red dress? We get a better look at it in this episode, without the, um, or in the episode seven, I should say.
0: I am sick of it too. I, I just threw in some uh, screen caps in this blog post because um, we were discussing it previously, and it's it's um it's modern. It's so modern. I mean, it's got the it's got the fitted it like the bodice is the historical part, and then it's got these super modern sleeves and then it had it, you know, the bow has apparently been lost of time <laughs> but,
2: um, lost okay. in a badger accident
0: yeah the, the bow is cool part and actually flashing back to when it was first worn she had better hair back then that so there was a the brief moments when they've had better hair <laughs> these i uh, just to feel like somebody you know maybe the hairdressers on strike or something
1: uh george is also wearing a, a red brocade gown in episode eight that i don't remember seeing her in before but that's
0: you know. uh, that one's a repeated one too <laughs> i'm sorry i'm I'm getting really good at spotting these <laughs> so there is recycles in here which is fine i mean a show should you know they don't need to make new stuff for every single episode um but you know uh, what i what irritates me more is when they use the exact same pattern for every dress which they do on catherine
2: yeah the cookie cutterness of it all you
0: know the, the the
2: subsidiary
0: characters wearing kind of the same clothes over you know recycling through their small wardrobes. say yeah that's fine that's that's it's historically accurate you know you would have had you know especially a lady waiting wouldn't have had a brand new dress every single day um but i think the queen might have or the empress might have or she might have like had a different sleeve
2: marie antoinette <laughs> She re-wore many of her dresses, but they would usually be re-trimmed or um, remade somehow. I mean, I'm sure she probably had some favorites that were just, you know, for more casual wear, but certainly for special occasions and stuff. She put her
0: damn hair up.
2: She also put her damn hair up. Yes, she did.
0: (laughs) So um, I I think we've beat these two episodes uh, to to a poxy pulp didn't even mention that were the first episode was all about the pox. But whatever, you know, it's it's a pox. What are you what are you going to do?
2: Poor Vlad. I did I did the the co- I've loved the the end credits music and when she's watching the fire and the cover of peace love and understanding came on, I was very sort of I got the gazing into the distance and contemplating humanity and our fucked upness. It
0: was a good cover too. It was. It was.
2: Um so
0: Will the next two episodes, our next podcast will be about the final two episodes, episodes nine and 10, please okay. let there be something new. and sparkly. Please. <laughs> and, and, and this will be the, the last episodes of this uh, series for this season. Cause I'm pretty damn sure there's going to be another series, se- another series, another season series in the British sense. Um, Cause it seems to have been popular and um, the press about it has been positive. Um, But we'll come to that when we do. Yes. So uh, we'll be back in two weeks with uh, another podcast and a blog post and um, we'll talk about it then. So thanks y'all for uh, listening and for following us on uh, frockflix.com and on uh, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all them other places and thanks especially to our patreon subscribers for supporting us and um that's all we got for this time we'll catch you later bye Bye. Bye.